your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Chris, how are we doing? Good. Um, yeah, I'm ready for, I guess, uh, Super Bowl this weekend, this coming up weekend, and uh Obviously, the Red Raiders have, uh, Grant's guys have lost a couple in a row. It, it's part of uh, life in this league and doesn't Fairy get any over. Well, no, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's real, you know, realism, uh, I guess, you know, just when you get a dose right. of uh, what, you know, we, we can't all sit here and suggest that this league is as good as it is and then expect somebody to roll through it unscathed and all that and everybody's going to take their sure their shots. I mean, I thought Houston was one of the best teams in the country and then they go get popped by a Kansas team that I don't even think is as good as a lot of Kansas teams I've seen before that. So, yeah, you just chalk it up, man. Yeah, it but, is uh... – it's a monster of a league. We've said it over and over and over. When I said the fairy tale is over, I mean the fairy tale of being in first place. Now you're back with the <laughs> the pack. I well, mean, that's right with and, almost and, everybody. And everybody's. Else. I was gonna Except, say everybody's in the pack. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a one man wolf pack. It's uh there's there's a whole lot going on there with the 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 quote unquote pack. Everybody, all fourteen teams have at least three conference losses. That's crazy. Well, which is extremely telling. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and it's funny because you just lost to Cincinnati 75-72 at home. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of how do you lose to a bottom tier team? How do you lose to a, a not a good team? How do you lose to – I don't know what people are watching, but Cincinnati is good. And here's yep. the thing. And the only metric that matters, okay – they're higher than you in the net yeah, by about three or four spots. I think you were like six higher than them yesterday, but after they beat you, you know, they, they move ahead of you. So don't look at rankings. Uh, it's all about your net ranking. So I, I, I don't want to contradict myself. That's the ranking you should be looking at because that's sure. the one that uh, the NCAA tournament selection committee views. Don't, don't get caught up in preseason rankings or current top 25 rankings or conference standings or, you know, all those things. Yeah, there's about four to six dudes that I would love to play for me off of that Cincinnati team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I don't know what story you go buy a Bandango, Aziz Bandango at, but I'd like to purchase one. He is very tall, very long. And <laughs> it seems like they had four or five of those guys that were very tall, very long. Man, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like I'm I'm panicking or anything like that it just feels like you're part of the the toughest league in the country um but we were sitting here a week ago riding pretty high after the Oklahoma game and now you you feel what basically the rest of the league has felt all season long you were you're sitting at five and one after the Oklahoma game you're sitting there thinking oh what if what if you go into Fort Worth and win that one because 
we said all along during this really tough stretch where you play three ranked opponents, two of them on the ro- or three of them on the road, that if you went two and two during this stretch, you'd feel good. Opportunities still there for that, though. You got Baylor this week, and that one's not an an easy one to to pick up on the road. None of them are, but you know, that's uh, if you can get to two and two, you're back to where we talked about. Maybe just not the two that people expected. Yeah, although Tuesday night in Waco is going to be extremely difficult. This is a Very. Baylor team that is uh, scares me. Um, you still sure. got them twice on the schedule, and you know that they were kind of written off uh, a couple of weeks ago because they had lost three in a row, three very close losses, and they're playing some freshmen. Mm-hmm. One of them, which is expected to be a Jacoby Walters, I think, is supposed to be like a lottery pick. Okay, you know, type type player, right? And the thing about playing freshmen in this league is when you're dealing with really talented ones, the, the legal chew them up, spit them out a little bit. But then it, if you stick with them, they just get better and better, especially very talented ones. And so I think Baylor's upside is yet to be realized. I think they're, you know, they're a team that you could probably get for a low price right now. And uh, they, they have a big payoff at the, at the end. So we'll see. But yeah, the Red Raiders have uh, two against them and, yeah, I mean, if you if you if you would have lost in Norman and then beaten Cincinnati, you'd kind of be where you know you thought you'd maybe be. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you're you're trying to steal one of these road games, and then just you you thought you'd win your your home game here, and it just it just wasn't in the cards. Uh, you know, just kind of gotten a different path uh, to this point. Look. I don't want to like burst anybody's bubble here or anything, but you're scratching and clawing for everything you can get right now. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not, I mean, Grant has said it a little bit and kind of hinted at it. You you don't have big time talent on your basketball team. Pop Isaacs is a major talent, but he's, he can only do so much. Um, You've got a really good cast. They really like each other. They play hard. You've been dealing, you've been essentially playing six players for uh, a period of, of weeks and weeks now. And I think that it's kind of, it's worn on them a bit. Um, I, I think they're they're starting to wear down a little bit. I think that, you know, yesterday um, versus Cincinnati, I think there was a lot of, uh, I mean, you, you're talking about, I think one player doesn't come out of the locker room because he's getting an IV uh, I, you know, halftime, uh, I think one, one, another player had two IVs after the game was over. Um, just a lot, you know, you had one player missing because of illness, which is, I think you had an assistant coach that was missing most of the day that just showed up for the game and was wearing a mask because of the, yeah. uh, because, of, you know, and Grant just, he, all he would say after the game was over, we're not, we, we just had several that weren't in a hundred percent, but yeah, you're dealing with, uh, you know, like the flu or the bug or whatever. And then, you know, then, then you have, you know, Warren out there with a back brace on during timeouts. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Chance McMillan who dinged his ankle up uh, at the tail end of that TCU game earlier in the week. And you, you're just kind of glad he could play. Yeah. But he, he clearly didn't seem like himself. Uh, I mean, just on and on. It, it, but again, this is what, this is what you have to deal with, but this is where the lack of depth really kills you. Um, and the one bright spot was Robert Jennings had a, having a career day against Cincinnati in the first half with 14 and six. Uh, I wish, 
you could get this often from him. Yeah. If you could, you, you, it would solve a depth problem, but I don't know, you know, may, that may be a bit unrealistic. I don't know. I guess we will we will continue to see as the, the, the weeks go along. Yeah, and on that, there is a question from Jason that asks, where was Lamar Washington? You had this awkward pause. You had oh, this sorry. awkward pause right there. <laughs> I could, I was like, up a little. Uh, oh, what happened? Yeah. But uh, Jason asks, where was Lamar Washington in the game against Cincinnati? And he says, why did Yalaho get in the game as well? Because since we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, Lamar was, uh, he was homesick. Um, you know, I think he was part of the team stuff earlier in the day. Okay. Uh, but I think they, you know, he was at home with an illness, uh, according to the to the release. And as we've documented here, you had, you had a variety of guys uh, dealing yeah. with, uh, you know, some semblance of, of that. It's kind of going around. It's very frustrating. And the show must go on though. Right. Um, yeah. you know, in, in, in EY is who you're asking about and Demorion Williams, neither one of those two guys had played a second on the court since January the 1st. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at, they had neither one of them had played any, any in big 12 play at all. The last time they played was uh, January the 1st versus North Alabama. And you know, but you you were you were trying to tap into your bench. Warren wasn't feeling. Well. I mean, you just you know, there's being held together by duct tape right now. Your roster yeah. was so, yeah. You're and Grant had been saying it for weeks. There's gonna be guys on the end of the bench that aren't playing that we're gonna need and and have to utilize, and and we hope that they can respond. And I think that they will. And that's kind of what we saw. Yeah, but yep. it wasn't enough to get a win. That's all that really matters. Uh, Leah asks, in addition to McCaslin saying several players were um, not 100%, she says, was Pop hurt or sick? He didn't seem like himself against Cincinnati. I think he was sick, yeah. I yeah. think he's um, – yeah, I've think seen a has, lot of people point to the body language of him just not looking right. Oh, I think he was far less than 100%. I, but I don't. <laughs> I just don't think that Grant is going to – really get into a lot of that specifically and all that. I think he got hit by Johnny Newman on a screen mm-hmm. uh, that I, th- I, sh- I thought w- was going to be a foul, but he got hammered um, and he kind of was shaking his head a little bit. I, I I'm led to believe that there was some migraine type symptoms there. Um, I think that he was far less than hundred percent because I think he's one that's, uh, that's been dealing with the, the illness too, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But Nobody's said that on the record or specifically. That's just uh, you're asking my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I he was on the bench, uh, and I think trying to you know gather himself and just trying to hit the reset button. Um, but it, yeah. I mean, it, it's not like he checked out. He's the only reason you had a chance at the tail end of the game. It's true. You know, I mean, he's giving you all he could, and then some, and still went for. He got beat up for 40 minutes in this one. Well, technically, he played He played 35 minutes, 13 seconds. They pushed him. They shoved him. They hit him. Uh, they they were going to – he was going to feel Cincinnati, and he felt it for 35 minutes and 13 seconds. I mean, Johnny Newman, tough player, borderline dirty, borderline – I mean, very physical – but he, he had I mean, two he, hands on pop almost the entire night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they, they kind of let a lot go of it go on. And so that's that, you know, you, you have to adjust, but you know, to, to pop's credit, he figured out a way to still get 22 points. And that's, what's amazing about this kid, man. It's yeah. like, 
you shut this down, I'll do this. You shut that down, I'll do this. Uh, but he yeah. just scores. He figures out a way to score for his team, whether it's free throw line, whether it's three-point shots, whether it's you know floaters in the lane, whatever. He just figures out a way to score. Um, and I, you know, he has the five turnovers. Some of those, you know, it's like miscommunication and it's like, it's like quarterback receiver. I don't know if that's on Robert Jennings and Warren Washington, because there was a couple of alley-oops, man, that like Warren's open and he's just like, oh man, I didn't know you were about to throw that right then, you know? And so it's one of those deals. Typically though, that's why the turnover gets associated to the passer because it's the, it's what coaches always say. It's the passer's fault. Always. You got to make sure before you throw that pass but uh but anyways but yeah i thought he 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 bossed up man but i yeah i I think he's he was he and warren i think were two that were far less than 100 percent for sure Uh, along those same lines of some of that you just mentioned sam asks did we get the c team of big 12 officials why were they so inconsistent on both sides yeah i mean uh, you know i mean you can go uh, go look at what they're saying in Waco this morning. Um, there, there's, uh, I believe you have a you have a head coach that was ejected for the first time in his career. Then you have an athletic director. I, I just know this under the previous regime that they would both be getting a reprimand publicly for their commentary this morning. I don't know if Rhett Yormark rolls that way like Bob Bowlesby did and mm-hmm. his reprimand heavy tenure, which is the dumbest dumbest thing it in is. history of administration Preach. is the public reprimand <laughs> it there's makes nothing me want to, to set it. myself on fire it makes me want to set myself on fire okay um yeah uh, you got you get you just got me fired up woodman okay uh Sorry. okay officiating <laughs> yes um it wasn't look, me I, I think if you are expecting it to be perfect or or really consistent i just think you're setting yourself up for disappointment you know, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because they um, there, there's a lot of good officials in this league. Uh, but I think that there's been some that have moved on or retired like John Higgins. And so you've seen a younger group kind of get uh, worked in with some veteran guys. And so I think that was, uh, I mean, Jeb Hartness was maybe the lead guy in uh, in Waco last night. I think Gary Maxwell was the lead guy in, in Lubbock yesterday. And so, you know, you just don't, you don't have three veteran officials that you're trotting out there every single night for all these games. And the league is expanded. There's more league games now. True. You know, there, there's extra because you're expanded and it will continue that way, obviously, next year. So um, I get I get frustrated with it. Uh, I I don't like inconsistencies. That's the main thing that I'm asking for. But right. um, I just think, yeah, we're, we all have to understand that that's just gonna be the way it goes. Sometimes, you know, is and I need to obviously listen to my own advice and like talk to myself in the mirror about such things because the. Level you there. Rose up. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, you froze up. 
No, you've been standing there freezing. Okay. I never, All right. Yeah. Well, it's back. I'll cut that last part out after you froze. You're you're showing that you're muted on my end too. Oh, there you go. Okay. Man, it's. Really I think cool. your internet sucks, dude. Oh uh, yeah. Think. Yeah. There's a good <laughs> chance of it. <laughs> Kids, get off the internet. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Start back over here with a new question. How long did you did you get the whole thing or what? Yeah, I got pretty well the whole thing, and then it just. Okay. I was about to ask another question, then it froze. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Level uh, sticking with basketball. Another question. This one from Landon says, "How far do you think this team can go in March if we get there?" Of course. Yeah, it's not a you know you're you're what five and three in the league. Um, I I think it's going to take you getting to eight or nine league wins at a minimum. I think. Yeah. Um, everybody's got nine teams in right now. I just don't know what what it all is going to look like when everybody, you know, when you sort it through and is there separation at any level? Is it all a jumbled up mess? Um, I, I don't know, but I mean, I think eight and 10 or nine and nine, it, it would be where I would, you know, want to live. If not, obviously better. I don't want to live there. You want to be better. But I mean, that, that would be where I'd, I'd say, OK, you don't want any any worse than that. Um, but you, you know, yeah, you, you can get to, to March, but you know, Hey man, as we've just sit here and talked about, uh, to, to, to land this question, you got to stay healthy. You know, you've got to stay healthy. You, you've got to, you know, maneuver your way through, uh, the, the rest of this league race. You can't afford any more like Devin Cambridge type scenarios. You don't need anybody sick on some of these nights. Yeah. Um, you, you need all hands on deck and, but but it's very evident to me too. Uh, speaking of March, because it'll all happen yeah, fairly quickly, like into April and whatnot. But it's it's pretty clear to me that Grant is well aware of what they need to 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 fix uh, what ails them here with their roster, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and all those kinds of things. And it's not like you can go fix it all right now that's the frustrating part you can't right. go make a trade you know you can't trade a draft pick uh for a player you can't go make a mid-season acquisition or whatever it may be you don't there's no g league to call guys up from you know or whatever uh so it, it is what it is right now you know you, you're you're having to manage it and you're just trying to do the best you can with it uh one more basketball question from mark <clears throat> says a flaw in this team is defending the three it seems like as if teams who don't shoot well from beyond the arc do shoot well against tech how does coach mac resolve this going into the offseason yeah you get you get longer and more athletic uh because i think uh the the shooters in this league uh are, are are so good that if it's not a contested three more often than not they're in yeah, you know, um, and then you've got guys that that make contested threes in, in this league. Yeah, um, I think that you know they look. I'm stating an obvious. They all know it. They need it. They know they need more size and length and and depth and all all the stuff. Um, it's well documented on why you got to this point. You're missing Cambridge, who would have helped you dramatically uh, at at this point in some of these games, like we saw versus Cincinnati and versus TCU. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think there, there's, you, you give up 
some uncontested looks and you're you're slower on closeouts just simply because of of like the the math of I'm I'm running at you with a six two frame and uh, other teams are running at 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 you with a six five to six six frame yeah. with the hand up. You know, I, I think that overall the the whole body of work, I think there's something to that. Okay, level quick preview of of what's ahead for Tech this week, starting with Baylor uh, before we turn and look towards the Tech football schedule release. But Baylor. This week, you mentioned this is a team that uh, is dangerous, picked as one of the top three in the league coming in. They haven't necessarily performed as that up to this point, but uh, a very talented basketball team. Oh, yeah. Talented, uh, deep, have a lot of size. There's a lot of pieces there that, that you know, you – you uh, and I just don't think they've played their best yet. I, I think it's a tough spot to be placed in. That's why you really needed to beat uh, Cincinnati – uh, and you wouldn't be as worried about it, but now you, you could be staring at a three game losing streak. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, me, me see and uh, Walter are two of the best freshmen in the entire big 12. They just happen to be both playing for Baylor, but uh, you know, they, they've got uh, a variety of, you know, guards and I mean, they're just, you know, again, I just don't think they've played their best yet that they're still, you know, progressing, but I just, you know, it, it's going to be a tough matchup and you're, you're a foster pavilion, the brand new, arena on the banks of the Brazos, I guess it would be Yeah, a much smaller venue and, and all that, but uh, certainly has created much more of a home court advantage for the bears compared to what they dealt with at the Farrell center. And then you come home and you play Johnny Dawkins and the UCF uh, golden Knights or Knights. One of those, I was supposed to say one of those you're not supposed to say, I think it's just the Knights, right? Yeah. Yeah, No no gold gold to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which why, who doesn't he doesn't want to be golden? I don't know. I um, haven't understood that, but yeah, that's right. But that yeah, and and you know, I, I could see where that Central Florida game all of a sudden is like kind of like must win type stuff if you can't yeah. get it done in Waco. Feels like it just to get some feel good going. And then you turn right around, uh, you got Super Bowl on Sunday, and then the Jayhawks are here for a big Monday oh, uh, night game. So yeah, it's a, just a interesting sports stretch uh there. Uh, you know, next weekend and spills into early next week, but that's kind of what you're staring at right now. Um, but you know, your 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 next Saturday home game, just to put it in perspective, like you'll play UCF on Saturday at home. You won't be at home again on a Saturday until I think it's Senior Day when yeah. you play. I think it may be Baylor. Uh, it's either Baylor or TCU that is here on the very last Saturday of the regular season. And, uh, and at that point, that's right. It uh, is Baylor. You, you, okay. Baylor. Yeah. Then at that point you're, you're off to, to Kansas city for the big 12 tournament, uh, in the days after that. So, you know, just, as you can look off into the distance, not a whole, there's a lot left, but then there again, there's not a whole lot left. True. So, but, uh, yeah, you've got, you've got a Saturday home game next weekend and then, uh, you're, you're on the road for, I'll be, I'll be on the road for the next three Saturdays, <laughs> Ames, uh, Orlando and Morgantown. I know you're jealous, Woodman. I know you are. Orlando, yes. I don't know about the other two. <laughs> I could I could spend a Saturday in Orlando, but the other two, I would. So, Level, uh, speaking of Ames, we talked about a preview of the schedule last week when we, we were together. The schedule was released for Texas Tech football and all of Big 12 football on uh, on Tuesday of this this previous week. 
Ames. That was the one negative that I could really pick out that you do still get a November in Ames. It's not late November, but you still get November in Ames. Other than that, and it's hard to really nitpick it at much on this schedule. Seems fairly favorable for the Red Raiders. Yeah, you know, there, there's been some people that have had issue with the fact that, like, there's four or five teams that come off of a bye week and play Texas Tech. I've seen that. I, okay. I just I don't think you can get caught up into that being a sure. You know, I, but but I love the 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 two bye weeks. Uh, I don't know if this is something that will they they will be able to continue to do. The calendar is a bit stretched out this year because you actually start right in August, and then there's an extra week in November. Um, you know, the, the way the Saturdays fall uh, yep. and all that. Um, but I but I love the the dual bye week because I I just like the fact that the college football season kind of will last longer. Right. Um, it, it feels like you can kind of take a breath at times instead of just like you look up and it's like, okay, we're going to play 12 weeks straight weeks. And then, then boom, it's over. You know I mean? I, you know, like squeeze it out a little bit uh, so that they they've done that. But I, I think you have a chance to to build some momentum early, you know, four of your first five are at home, five of your first seven are at home. I think now the, the, the flip side of that is yeah. you've got the backside is, is, you know, some, some, there's some road trips there. Um, to me, the toughest game on your schedule is either at Arizona or at Oklahoma State. However, I have no idea what either one of those teams will be or you will be by that time. I'm just looking at it right now with what yep. we think we would know. Uh, I think your toughest little stretch there is like those back-to-back road trips to to Ames and to Fort Worth in in late October, early November. Um, and and I yeah, I was thrilled. Uh, I think average temperature in Ames, Iowa in early November is like 58 to 34 is kind of the range. Yeah. I'll hope for much closer to 58 than 34, <laughs> but Hey man, as long I'll as it's not three, <laughs> if that's what you're doling out or zero or, yeah. or a minus a minus in front of anything, but I won't be surprised in the slightest because I sat through a game in this stadium late October, early November this past year. And, uh, it was cold. It was raining sideways. Uh, but yeah, your, your game in Stillwater could have some serious weather. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, that one. As much as, uh, an Ameswood don't think it would be quite as cold, but I mean, they, they get, they get plenty of shenanigans that time of year in Oklahoma. So I would almost expect that. Do you like, so, the, do you like the five out of seven at home and, and, I think your first three Big 12 opponents at home all had three wins last year, too. So it really gives you an opportunity yeah. to to start off fast, which is what you didn't do this past year. You went one and three to open the season this past year. So do you like that, or do you wish it was more balanced? I, no, I, I, I like it. I the, the tricky thing about when you have that many home games like in a row or in short time frame Mm-hmm. sometimes it can hurt attendance True. because people are like, you know, you wait so long and then it's like, you get, you get it every single weekend. You're like, okay, well, uh, you, you know, you kind of, it, it's one of those deals where you, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And so like when they, you're on the road and like, I can't wait for them to come back home. It's like, well, no, they're home every weekend, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, for, for, for a period, it's going to feel like that for a period of time. Uh, I just hope, yeah, and, and and there's not a lot of uh, let's just call it what it is. There's not a ton of like national juice, yeah, on on, on those home games initially. Um, yeah, you want to come see your team. Yeah, you want to come see the, the the renovations and and be part of the and all that. But I mean, 
you know, Arizona State and Cincinnati, uh, you know, not necessarily going to get everybody just too fired up, uh, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, a lot of recent history and all, all the stuff. Uh, so, um, but I, I yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to you trying to build some momentum. Yeah. And, and like trying to start off hot because I mean, with your home schedule being what it is, if you win all of them or if you win all but one, whatever, you, you've already done the bowl eligible thing and you hadn't even played a road game yet, you know? So, yeah. Uh, someone, <clears throat> our only football question, or our only schedule question we got, this one's from Matt, says, Level, I told myself I wasn't going to drink the Kool-Aid this year, but I look at this schedule and I can legitimately see nine or ten wins. Am I wrong for thinking that? No, you're not. However, the, the dude that's sitting in uh, Tucson or Morgantown or Ames or Fort Worth, um, Orlando, <laughs> Manhattan, it's a Lawrence, lot of locations. Yeah, yeah, they the, they are all probably saying the same thing, you know. And, and and you know what? And they they wouldn't be wrong either. Um, when you take Texas and Oklahoma off, and you put because some of this is just about who you play versus who you don't. Yeah. I mean, like, cause you kind of look at it like the fact that there, there's a group of contenders and then there's a group of like serious question marks. Yeah. Well, of the, of the, most of the teams that you play or, or, or I mean, rephrase that, that you don't play. The, there, there's a larger group of contenders in that, you know, in that segment. Yeah. Uh, you that, avoided, not. avoided Utah. Kansas State and Kansas all would be well, in the contender group, and right? Central Florida and UCF. Yeah, you know, yeah. you yeah. don't play UCF. Uh, you don't play. You know, would you would you have preferred to play BYU? Eh, maybe. Uh, would you? I'm trying to remember who else you've missed because you missed what six of them six, or seven of them. Um, seven. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I think. Uh, you know, not playing either one of the Kansas schools and like a Utah is probably a, a thumbs up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, and again, you, you, your first three big 12 home games are against teams that totaled nine wins last year. Yeah. Since Arizona. The Arizona state and Baylor. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So, so you, I think in terms of the, who you play versus who you don't, it definitely is on the more favorable side for, for Texas tech, but again, we can all drink the Kool-Aid. It's February. We got, we got a long time till there's a, a season upon us, but uh, yeah, level. I think that about does it for us this week. Appreciate your time, and we'll we'll do it again next week. Hopefully, after a uh, a win over the don't call me Golden Knights. Yeah, that's my my fault. <laughs> oh, you it's know, fine. It, it, I yeah, always find it, it was, comical with the naming and all that. I know it's like you know you're not supposed to call. TCU Texas Christian University right and after some of the things that uh that they yelled and screamed and and said uh at the basketball <laughs> game this week I, I wouldn't call them Christian probably, either yeah probably not um but yeah I think Haxton and I spent a great deal of time talking calling them Texas Christian University and on the broadcast <laughs> the other day I don't know I think I said it a few times on it's good accident and I think I was like you know what I don't know Let's if I'm supposed to say it. that whatever I don't know I'm not <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, sorry, Golden Knight fans. Uh, apologies, uh, you'll just be the the Knights to me forever and going forward. I appreciated it. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you gotta. 
I don't know how we'll do this, but you you have an early lead on the Super Bowl. Like you 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 feeling Niners, you feeling Chiefs. Oh. You gonna go with the flow and and Lubbock since everybody's a lifelong Chiefs fan and kind of <laughs> you know root for. I am a lifelong Patrick Mahomes fan. I've been following him since his little little kid days in White Hat. Just kidding. Uh, uh, okay, I was no, like, really? Okay, yeah, no, I don't think no. Jamie Lynn, until... Jamie Lynn actually did know him when he was a little kid when he lived in White House. But he's probably the only person that Lubbock that can claim that. I would say, um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's... Jamie Lynn's also a Bills fan, and Jamie Lynn was rooting against. Uh, oh yeah, he Holmes was when uh, when the Bills played the. The Chiefs and Jamie right? ha- Jamie has to hang out with two Chiefs at at work too, so you know he's he's oh they're yeah uh, yeah I, I, yeah I know I no know. Uh, I would say uh, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. He is nine and three playoffs and regular season in his career, nine and three outright when he's an underdog, and he is an yeah. underdog going into this one at least as of right now. So. It'd be hard, but I I think it is as much of a toss up as any game we've had in the Super Bowl. Oh, it should it should be a doozy. Yeah, I I yeah. think uh, yeah, I think the Niners have, you know, other than Kelsey, mm-hmm. they have like the 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 next giant collection of offensive skill talent. I mean, like you talk about Kittle and Ayuk and uh, Samuel and and McCaffrey, who's at the top of the. I mean, all those guys are better than everybody that Kansas City has, with the exception of Travis Kelsey. Uh, but it's just a matter of, of of how what Brock Purdy can do, and he didn't particularly play well in the sure. NFC Championship game. He did at the end when it mattered, but yeah, yeah I, I, I just don't know how anybody can like bet against Pat. You know, he's just—it's kind he, of the same thing may, with Brady, right? You you just don't yeah, bet against. Him. It's like he makes it look easy, and it's yeah. not. No. You know, um, it's not, it's sometimes very flashy. Sometimes it's not, but it's sometimes no. it's just making the simple play over and over again and all that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the chiefs probably end up winning a, in a, a, a close one. Uh, but you never know, man, Vegas, uh, shenanigans, Swifties, you know, and, and, and all <laughs> kinds of celebrity. Oh, yeah. and there's just no telling what all could go on in uh Allegiant stadium there in Vegas. But uh, I, I wouldn't want to be, I've been told that it it cost you twenty two grand just to land your plane on the runway that particular weekend. Oh, just, just just to like give me a, a window of airspace or runway, whatever, just to be able to land. It's like a fee. That's and they can get it, and they could probably get more. The players, I, I do oh. know this too. The players are staying. I don't know if it's like Summerlin or there, there's like some some communities that are like half an hour outside of, of okay. Vegas that are actually really big communities. Right. Uh, I know somebody that lives in one of these and it's, uh, you know, it, but it's about 25, 30 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, and, and then part of the NFL decree is that no player is allowed to step foot inside any kind of casino all yeah. all week. Um, so it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, so, and you know, all these guys have all been there on their own time at various oh, sure. times of their lives sure. and all those things. But yeah, it'd be a bit of a circus uh, uh, next week. But yeah, they'll be kind of far away from it as much as possible. Yeah, should so. be should be a very interesting and fun Super Bowl. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about that one, of course, uh, next time. And thanks to our friends at Cantex Roofing as and construction as usual for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks to you level 
Uh, have a good week, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Enjoyed it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Woodman. Absolutely. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.